At Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, your financial well-being matters. And they're with you every step of the way through your financial journey. Seriously, Affinity Plus has real people to talk to, people who care, and who can offer financial coaching through all stages of your life when you need it. And did you know that financial coaching is free at Affinity Plus as just one of the many member benefits? It's true. You get amazing benefits at Affinity Plus where you're more than a member. You're an owner in the not-for-profit cooperative. Invest in you and get a load of benefits. Continue your financial journey by stopping into the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to speak to one of their knowledgeable employees and bring your financial questions. Affinity Plus is federally insured by NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guest is Baxter City Administrator Brad Chapoulis. Brad, welcome back to Community Focus. Well, thank you, Ken. Tess, it's great to be here. All right. Well, as we all know, we're still dealing with the pandemic as summer arrives, but a few things are opening up. Uh, Get us up to speed on what's happening with the city of Baxter in terms of COVID-19. Sure. You know, our ways of having to provide services uh, change no different than any business uh, from the time that the governor uh, laid the stay at home in place in late March until it was lifted and the adjustments that continue to be made on a, on a, on a weekly basis. Um, but that being said, you know, we've had to make adjustments along the way. Um, we did close certain park facilities and, and city buildings. Um, and then <clears throat> with the lessening of the restrictions by the governor, uh, we did make some uh, adjustments here at the end of May. Uh, right before Memorial Day weekend, uh, we opened up our park facilities, um, bathroom facilities, the beach, uh, all of uh, the general recreational areas were open for public use. Uh, We did uh, provide signage out there uh, trying to make sure that people are aware that they are to social distance and practice good hygiene uh, while utilizing the park facilities. Uh, The other action that the city took is we did open City Hall back open to the public for uh, daily services. Uh, we are still have many of our employees working from home telecommuting uh, as per the governor's recommendation. Um, that, that would be about 70% of our, our workforce here at City Hall. Um, so, um, but you can come and pay utility bills. You can seek uh, building permit applications, things of that nature. Uh, we just, as we've asked the public to do when city hall doors were closed we are encouraging them to conduct their business electronically if possible uh, but we are open if uh, someone does need uh, our assistance or uh, needs to come in and uh, pay bills or anything of that nature the one thing that has remained constant and uh, will for uh, a little bit longer is our city meetings continue to be held electronically uh, via zoom and we do broadcast that on YouTube live so that people can uh, watch and monitor the council meetings in real time. That's good. But in the scope of of trying to maintain social distancing and the fact that we don't have a very large council chamber, uh, we are meeting electronically so that we can adhere to the spirit and intent of the governor's executive order. That's good. Okay. 
Brad, as you mentioned, the parks are open. Uh, I know there's a big change coming uh, June 10th, which would be tomorrow, tomorrow. Mm -hmm. which is going to allow gatherings, uh, depending on capacity, and also uh, up to a certain number of people. And I was wondering about uh, pavilions and things like that at the at some of your parks or playgrounds. They, yeah. Um, what's yeah. the status there? Yeah, as I indicated, our parks are open for general uh, use, mm-hmm. um, and that would be playgrounds, the beaches, the ball diamonds, uh, volleyball courts, tennis courts, uh, any of the facilities that we have within our park system. Uh, the <clears throat> the only thing that uh, we have uh, refrained from doing at this point in time has been um, coordinating um, larger events. May that be our rec program or things of that nature. We continue to monitor the guidelines that has been let out or set out by the state. Uh, they continue to fluctuate, but right now, uh, gatherings greater than 25 uh, are not going to be permissible. So, having conversation with school district who uh, coordinates with us. Collaborate, I shouldn't say coordinate, but collaborates with us regarding our Baxter recreational programming. And we're trying to make a determination as to what programming would look like in the modified state or if we have the resources to do that. We intend to make a recommendation to the school board and the city council uh, later this month. Okay. Um, so at this point, it's still status quo. It's been suspended since March and will continue to be suspended until we get uh, a recommendation in front of the two bodies here later this month. In regards to uh, pavilion rentals and things of that nature, uh, the council has uh, suspended that through the month of June with these new guidelines. Uh, We will be taking that up on our June 16th meeting to uh, determine if we will honor the July rental uh, registrations and open that up for uh, the general public to take on any additional dates that may be available. Okay. Um, but as as you indicated, Ken, you know there are some additional guidelines that are coming into effect tomorrow. Um, those that um, are largely impacted or benefited from that are our restaurants. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do want to commend our local restaurants for working with us. Um, right around Memorial Day, the governor had indicated that restaurants would be able to open for outdoor dining only. As with uh, many local units of government, we have basic rules or or regulations that kind of outline the use of outdoor facilities for business. Um, In that short period of time, I think it was four business days, uh, we we talked with several of the restaurants and got an idea of what they were looking at instituting so that they can open up their doors on June 1st. Mm-hmm. Um, and collaborating with them, working together, we were able to get in front of a council, in front of the council, uh, in special session on May 27th to adopt a resolution suspending our permanent rules and regulations and implementing temporary regulations that allowed them to do that um, on a temporary basis through October 31st. Uh, We have eight businesses that have taken advantage of these uh, new temporary guidelines and just doing drive-bys on a daily 
a daily basis, but on a frequent basis, uh, you can tell that uh, we as human beings want that interaction and being uh, able to dine in outdoors. Yeah. And that is a great sign. And uh, it's just even um, a, a better sign knowing that these businesses can operate at 50% occupancy uh, starting tomorrow. So we're excited for them. And we continue to have dialogue and making sure that the basic health and safety items are 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 addressed in these temporary solu- or temporary uh, solutions that have been presented to the public yeah very good all right and they uh, those things are till October you said for the outdoor dining so that's kind of nice to see that will stay around because I think with 50 percent occupancy any more mm-hmm. tables is good for them isn't it <laughs> well absolutely and we wanted to be flexible um, you know Rules and regulations are there for uh, a purpose, um, but in the times of need, uh, we have to look at what is in the best interest of the business and uh, and the community as a whole. And having these restaurants be able to sustain themselves uh, during these trying times is very important. We want them to come out on the other side mm. and be able to stand up and flourish. Of course. Very good. Anything else that uh, might be of interest to our listeners when it comes to uh, COVID-19 procedures or uh, regulations or anything that is affecting either you or the businesses in the city of Baxter? No. um, As you may be aware, aware, the governor has been opening up the economy in, in stages. What was announced this past Friday was stage three. Um, we are waiting to see what stage four, the final stage, is or looks like. Uh, there is no timeline uh, that has been set by the governor, um, but we continue to monitor the communication lines just to get an idea of what that looks like so we can make adjustments in a timely fashion so that um, anybody who is, is impacted by that has the least amount of time uh, for us, you know, for us to make adjustments to to those changes. Yep. All right. Uh, Brad, last year you opened up a wonderful north-south corridor here in the city of Brainerd. This year uh, we're uh, temporarily losing an east-west corridor <laughs> that happens to be right through Baxter, and that's because of some more road construction, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, and it's the final stage of road construction for that, that, that quadrant. Um since about 2016, we've been doing little segments or smaller segments of the Excelsior Corridor um, from the Brainerd uh, corporate boundary line and heading west. Last two years, it was the Cypress Drive intersection, um, but now this year we have commenced construction, which will do all of the necessary repairs and reconstruction of that road from just to the west of that interse- the intersection at Cypress Drive all the way to the 371 intersection. Okay. Uh, right now, um, the portion from Cypress Drive to the most easterly entrance into the Coles and Mills parking lot are closed and under construction. That is scheduled to be done right around July 4th. Okay. The, fi- the final segment from the Coles and Mills entry points 
all the way to the 371 intersection will commence after that has been open. Uh, the other section has been open and will go until Labor Day. So uh-huh. hopefully by Labor Day we are finished with road construction on those east-west corridors. May that be College 210 or um, um, Excelsior Road uh, for many years to come. <laughs> There's many people breathing a sigh of release, uh, but the uh, the improvements are wonderful, and uh, it really has made it getting around town easier without having to uh, head out onto the the major highways that go through town. Yeah, yeah, and the other benefit uh, uh, to those projects is we do have a bike trail, which then allows for bikes or walking pedestrians to have a secure crossing at 371, mm-hmm. and to the businesses. Uh, along that 210 corridor. Very good. Any um, any new businesses or anything or, or major building projects that are taking place right now, Brad? Uh, we've seen an uptick in the home improvement. Uh, <laughs> the do-it-yourself home improvements, uh, we've received a lot of permits uh, for repairs or small additions, uh, renovations, things of that nature. Uh, <laughs> the one project that is set to commence is the Eco Mart project, uh, which is just south of Baxter Village there on Edgewood Drive, uh, saddling the 371 corridor on the north end of town. Uh, that is a multi-tenant space that will include a dental office and uh, some additional spaces for rent. Um, so we're excited about that, not only uh, filling in one of those uh, infill sites, but it's also uh, the first project in Baxter that is utilizing green technology, um, oh, cool. utilizing uh, many green uh, technology advanced techniques to uh, make sure that they're having minimal impact on the environment, uh, which is exciting. And That's good. Uh, I would give kudos to the, de- the owner and developer of that because uh, that's very important. Okay. Yeah, very interesting. Anything else we need to know about, Brad, that's going on in the city of Baxter? Sure. Um, the only, one other thing that I'd like to, to bring up is, is to uh, just give uh, uh, preliminary kudos to our area legislators who have worked very hard this legislative session uh, to keep uh, projects that are important to the area in the forefront. Um, they will be meeting here in special session with the hope that um, both chambers and the governor uh, sign off and approve on the LCCMR, the environmental bill. And if they if they do uh, approve that and keep it in the form that it curr- is currently uh, proposed, uh, the city of Baxter would be the recipient of five hundred thousand dollars for the acquisition of the property of the former, or 15 acres of the former golf course uh, for a stormwater project that takes up a a large area um, of 371-210 corridor that currently doesn't have stormwater uh, or inadequate stormwater uh, facilities or or infrastructure. And and it, it allows for the city and as partners to be able to treat that runoff from that corridor for approximately 400 acres 
uh, and being able to take out a significant amount of phosphorus and total suspended solid that ultimately gets currently gets discharged into the Mississippi River. So mm. uh, not only are we, we doing our job in doing stormwater protection, but we are also cleaning the water before it gets discharged uh, into the Mississippi. So there's an environmental component to it as well. That's very interesting. Um, and the special session, I believe, is uh, what is, is that uh, tomorrow that it starts or Thursday? It is the twelfth. The twelfth. Okay, so it won't start till Friday. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Well, let's hope that they do approve that. That would be, uh, uh, I think, great for the environment and for that corridor as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a very important project. Uh, the Mississippi Headwaters Board uh, did a, a study and identified that this project as the second uh, most important project to their corridor out of 50-some projects that they identified. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Very good. Well, Brad, uh, again, thank you so much for being here today to talk about these uh, things that are happening in Baxter, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next month. Sounds great. Thank you both. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. Have a good day. You too. Brad Shapoulis is the Baxter City Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available anytime online. Just go to our website, 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also listen through our free downloadable app. That is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.